0: Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go through the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in the city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the City Confessions. I hope you are doing well and staying warm and safe because it's November. Today, I have Carolyn Yoshannon. She is the founder of Copina Co, which is a health and wellness company that offers drinkable collagen boost blends that are completely vegan, delicious, and great for your... Hi, Carolyn. How are you? Hi, Marianne. I'm well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I mean, it's gloomy right now, but I know you are in San Diego, so it's sunny.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm spoiled here. Although I, I really, I've never, I've never actually experienced um, a full fall in New York. So I'm pretty jealous of you.
0: Really? Oh, mm-hmm. I think maybe you're missing out. Then <laughs> it's so maybe. beautiful. I love, I love like the crisp air and just the transition of like, uh, wearing like sweaters and boots. That's yeah. there's none of that here, but (laughs) it's nice. Um, But yeah, so I'm so excited to have you on because we didn't, we don't know each other, but I know that we connected through a workshop and I remember we were in this like brainstorming workshop and you spoke about your company and I just thought it was so amazing because not only am I interested in wellness, but I feel like you are an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, and I'm always curious to hear about, you know, entrepreneurs' journey. So, why don't we begin by having you introduce yourself, tell the listeners who you are, what you do, um, what Copina Co is, and what your relationship is with New York City.
1: Well, first of all, uh, thank you. That was those were very kind words, and it was it really made my day when I heard you reach out. Um. I think you sent me a DM right after we were both on that uh, on that Zoom call. Um, so I'm really excited to be on and uh, glad to chat with you. And as you said, my name is Carolyn. I'm the founder and CEO of Copina Co, which is my company that I actually launched this February in February 2020.
0: Oh my god! Um, I know that's another thing. I I remember you telling us that, and I was like, oh my god, it's new and like obviously with the pandemic. So I want to hear about everything. So yeah, right.
1: <laughs> we we'll to that. Yeah, but I, I basically, I founded my company Copinico after years of struggling with acne and gut health issues on my own, and being dissatisfied with typical collagen out there, which is sourced from animal products. And I wanted to use my experience healing my body through holistic methods, uh, and also my knowledge of plant botanicals and respect for holistic medicine to create an alternative to typical collagen that could help you get your hair, skin, and nail benefits all from plants. So that's what Co is. And I launched, oh my gosh, I worked on it for about eight months. I launched in February. I'm sure we'll get to that. My connection to New York, I, so I live in California. Um, I lived on the East Coast for six years for college. And then a few years after I lived in DC, Um, I was in college for Philly, but most of my friends live in New York. And I used to travel so much before the pandemic, um, just for, you know, work, things like that. But I feel like I would go to New York about six times a year and I feel like there's nothing like the energy of New York. And that's just what I love about it. Like it would always feed my creativity, feed my hustle. Um, I got, (laughs) I got my product into bubble in New York by actually like DMing, the people on the bubble platform while i was on the train from dc to new york in oh five <laughs> after my website went live and i was like hey i'm gonna be at the train station in four hours like can i come to your office and they were like yeah sure bring samples we're gonna videotape you and it's like absolutely yeah. So, yeah. so that kind of, but that kind of hustles like Normal mm-hmm, in New York. For sure. So, yeah. I really love that. Um, so that's, that's, and I know that um, it was actually funny. The person who connected us, who's amazing, Jacqueline Brennan, who founded Feely, she was in, in that same trip to New York. She was like my last pre COVID uh, dinner meetup. Um, I met her for the first time and was just blown away. And I think that there are so many people doing amazing things in, in New York that I, I just love.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And that's, one of the main reasons why i started this podcast so i'm a native so i was born and raised here and i didn't realize how rare it was and so maybe like two three years ago i would meet all these people and they would always ask me you know what is it like to be born here and to be raised here and for me like a lot of my friends are new yorkers as well so i never found that to be like a thing like i just thought it was normal And I feel like a lot of people dream about coming to New York and they book like a one-way ticket with like a hundred dollars in their pocket. And it's just, it's mind blowing that the extremes that people will go to just to live here. You know what I mean? And for me, I'm so grateful that this is my, my home and my backyard. Um, But energy and hustle are two things that I definitely, definitely think New York city excels in. So, Bringing it back to you, what were you doing before this idea? Before you came with this, came up with this idea, and what was the moment when you actually said, "You know what, I'm going to go for it"?
1: So I was working in marketing, and i I wanted to. I was working in food marketing. Copinico is a dietary supplement, so it's a pretty, pretty different thing. Um, so it's been definitely a learning curve, learning all of. All of the things about launching, you know, a safe and effective product and just doing it right. But I've set the intention to start a business for a few years. Like I would just sort of ideate on a ton of stuff. I think I, I actually had a lot of good ideas <laughs> over the years. But no, no, no. But, and I, I don't mean to sound um, to sound like conceited or anything when I, when right, I right. that, But I, I more so think that um, I'd set the intention to start a business for a long time, and I finally. I finally worked up the courage to do so. About you know, in February when I launched. I mean, on my honeymoon uh, was when I was when I thought of the idea for Copinico. That was last May. That was May 2019, um, which says a bit to you about how much my brain is always turning about things. But I'd set the intention to start a business for a long time, and I think a lot of people have good ideas for businesses, but taking that leap and taking that first step and being like, I'm going to be willing to fail. I'm going to be willing to be vulnerable. I'm going to be willing to put myself out there. That's, that's really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finally, I, I think, yeah, I was on my honeymoon. I, um, I've been listening to a lot of how I built this, uh, for the last year. I'd also kind of just come off this, this period of healing my acne holistically for a few years and, um, it completely changed my life. And I was just thinking like why not like there are always a million reasons why it's not the right time to start a business or why you should wait more or why things need to be lined up a little better and i was like why the hell not i this is an amazing idea this is something that had sort of been percolating under my mind or under my skin for so long thinking about you know i really wanted a plant-based alternative to collagen. I'd had this experience using things like tremella mushroom, grapeseed extract to help heal my body and my skin health, and I was like, I've got to do this. Um, one thing that kind of did push my timeline forward is that um, my husband is actually active duty, active duty Navy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So at the time he was deploying, I think in yeah he was deploying like late January of twenty twenty. So I was like, okay. I can be a hermit while he's gone. That's going to be my like, if I'm ever going to start a company, like that's the time when, you know, my husband's gone for like eight months. And uh, so that was kind of that. I think having a set time to launch gave me the sort of push that I needed to go for it.
0: Mm, I love hearing that. Um, So for those who don't know, can you explain what collagen is? What are the benefits and why should we be incorporating it into our diet?
1: Yeah, so collagen is uh, a huge buzzword that I think a lot of people hear about, but it's kind of complicated and kind of hard to understand what the heck it is all the time. Um, Collagen is an essential protein that our bodies make. So it's found in that connective tissue between our joints. It's um, part of what keeps our skin supple and um, helps it fight wrinkles. It helps support strong hair, strong strong nails. It's It's an essential protein that our body generates. We lose the ability to generate enough of it over time. And What happens then is that our skin becomes less supple, our hair gets, uh, you know, less strong, we tend to get more wrinkles, and people tend to um, address that two ways. The typical way has been to take collagen peptides um, from actual collagen that is made by animal bodies. So it's typically powderized eggshells, fish skins, or cow hides, and Copinico takes a different approach. Our bodies are really cool and they know how to do cool things. What Copinico does is I, I worked with herbalists and naturopaths to find the right ingredients that would help supercharge your body to produce more collagen on its own. So Some people say vegan collagen, like there's no such thing as a vegan collagen. That's why I'm very careful to say it's collagen boosting because Copinico is a blend of collagen boosting acids and botanicals that help your body through the addition of certain amino acids and vitamins produce more collagen on its own. So the result without having to, without having to consume animal products is shinier hair, more supple skin, shinier nails for you as well.
0: Got it. And how would you describe how your products stand out from the rest? Because I just feel like in the wellness market, one, it kind of blew up, right? Within the last like two years. And like you said, collagen is such a buzzword. Some people don't really know what it does, but just hear about it. So they'll, you know, just search for whatever product is out in the market or what's the most popular and just, again, consume it without really understanding, again, its benefits or the ingredients. Totally. So how, yeah, like how, what makes your products different?
1: Oh, first of all, um, I have an enormous sweet tooth and I'm a stickler for taste. Like I'm obsessed mm-hmm. with cooking. Mm, me too. I love the food scene. So anything that I, um, that I'm going to have in my life and just put out to the world is going to taste amazing. So number one, the taste is like absolutely fantastic. My um, my sister, who's famously picky, is always talking about how she can't believe how good the matcha Beauty is. That's my personal favorite. Um, but what makes Copinico so unique is the taste, number one, but then the texture of it. Um, the products are extremely effective. And I mentioned that they are, uh, that they're, vegan alternatives to consuming typical animal collagen. So like you don't have to have cowhides, fish skins, or eggshells to get your collagen boost to support healthy hair, skin, and nails. You can get those things from plants. And that is so cool. There are some other vegan collagens out there. And I'm like always super supportive of other brands and, um, one thing that, uh, so I never want to say what's negative about them, but Mm -hmm. one thing that was really important to me with Copinico was to make it something that was super smooth and easy to use. So a lot of the the vegan collagen boosting items can have a super small amount of botanicals in them. So you aren't really getting um, the great benefit from it, or can be very grainy in texture. And that makes them just sort of not tastes great and not be the best for blending into lattes and smoothies. So Copinaco tastes great, is super effective, and has a fantastic texture that allows it to be blended into lattes, smoothies, baked goods really seamlessly and enhance the flavor and your enjoyment of anything while you're getting your beauty benefits.
0: That's awesome. I want to first say that I really love the packaging and the colors. They're beautiful. I love that it's simple, but also inviting at the same time. And again, I mentioned that I'm a huge like advocate for health and wellness. And I myself love exploring different products and new products. And I sample a lot as well. And that is one thing that I've noticed about companies and like texture is such a huge thing and I felt like mm-hmm. I I never could like really pinpoint what it was sometimes I would you know taste it and I'm like it's all right you know like I don't like love it but I now yeah. I realize it is the texture because of how well it blends but yeah it sounds great I can't wait to try it
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. one wet one thing that really turned me off from a lot of the beauty industry and the wellness industry when I was making these products is how they're marketed and how they talk to women. Um, Too many wellness products and too many beauty brands are about um, telling you that you aren't beautiful enough and that you need to buy something in order to change who you are and meet some set standard of beauty. And that's just so wrong to me. And one thing that Copinico that that I'm really passionate about and that Copinico works really hard at and what makes us different is that we believe that you're at your most beautiful when you're being nice to yourself. It's really about treating our bodies well, giving our bodies something good and radiating confidence, happiness, and that inner health because that's what real beauty is at the end of the day. So we believe that you are your most beautiful when you're engaged, confident, happy and treating yourself well, and that's something that's really important to me in our marketing, you know, in the in the packaging, like I was re- I really want anytime people interact with the product or our brand, our community that they really feel that they get energized and feel confident.
0: Mm, that's such a beautiful message and I think it's amazing how you are associating products with the health benefits but then also tying in with self-care right and mental health and I want to ask you you know I feel like just talking with you for such a a short amount of time I can tell that you really try to advocate for being comfortable in your own skin So I wanted to know more about, have you always been confident? I know that you struggled with acne and gut health, which is what sparked you to create this company, but how did you find your own confidence?
1: Uh, Well, that's a, that's a really good question. And I can tell you, I can tell you maybe how that started with Copenico and then how Copenico has helped me evolve in my confidence too. But I founded my, um, my company on wellness kind of from a place of unwellness. Um, so I had, I know tons of women struggle with this, but I had, um, really terrible cystic hormonal acne. Um, I, I started having acne when I was like 10 years old. Um, and then it continued in high school and, um, and middle, you know, middle school, high school. And I basically, um, when I was younger was so upset by that and, you know, when you're, what, 10, 12 years old, all you see are ads in on TV, in magazines, talking about fixing your skin, um, being flawless. Uh, and, you know, I think that things like the Dove campaign and a lot of different brands coming out now, I, I I hope my brand too contributes to a different message that we're sending to our young girls. But for me, I was like, I this is not acceptable to have acne. This somehow makes me um, less than to have these kind of things. So I went to my dermatologist who was super upset about my acne and she prescribed me what's pretty common, but actually really strong medication. So I went on about every oral antibiotic or every over the counter medication for acne, um, from the time I was about 10 or 12 to college. Um, so I was on, spironolactone, retin-A, oral antibiotics for three years. Um, I went on Accutane twice and did really terrible things to my body. Those are harsh medications and it really screwed up my gut health. It screwed up my quality of life, just how I felt in my body, how my body was able to process food, stress, sleep, things like that. You know, good things that you should be feeding your body with. And, um, I, you know, Of course, there was the skin healing part of that, but at the time I was so obsessed with just fitting in and just meeting a set standard of beauty that I was like, I don't care how I feel. I don't care what this does to my body. I just want to look, I just want to fit in. I just want to have clear skin. And that was like the most important thing. And to me, that was so tied up with how companies typically market to women and when I turned about 25, I started getting really like terrible cystic acne again. And I was, I was really upset by this because I felt like I went through my acne. I already did all this stuff and it was, it was bad. I mean, it hurt. It was like scarring. It was all over my cheeks and neck um, and jawline. And I decided that I deserve to feel good and I deserve to treat my body well and that I would try instead of going on, you know, a third round of Accutane, that I would try a different way. So I ended up working with a holistic doctor um, and figuring out, you know, what the heck that was and like, what does it mean to do holistic medicine? And, um, you know, pursued a a longer path of healing, but um, it took about two years to heal my skin. But I think that that time really healed my soul too, because I became more confident, you know, I never used to go outside without makeup. I would just start doing makeup-free days. I would be more confident about talking about my acne issues publicly on social media. and Co actually started as a blog. So that was just a really big thing, sort of bearing things that I was most embarrassed about with everyone and being like, oh wow, people, uh, you know, millions of other women have this same issue and there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think too, I personally, um find confidence through putting myself in very uncomfortable situations. So, I um that's kind of a practice that I have in life like I hate cold water. I will run into the water just because it's cold and I want to be, you know, I want to I want to be I want to be desensitized. Like I hate putting myself out there, but I started a business and I embrace full accountability for who I am and my actions. And I think that's what, that's what attracted me in part into entrepreneurship, but really um, the process of starting a business has been somewhat cathartic in that, you know, just having this go live, making mistakes, coming up against roadblocks and being like, there's no way I can move forward. I've screwed everything up. And then realizing there's a solution and moving forward anyway. And just, I really enjoy the journey and, feeling like no matter what, there's a way to move forward, that I'm making progress, being graceful with myself and others. That's helped me cultivate confidence as I've started Copinico. So I I created it to help other people be more confident, but it's also made me so.
0: Mm -hmm. You have such a great mindset. And I think that's probably why you're optimistic and staying true to who you are while while still building this business because I think a lot of people when they start a business they are way too focused on destination and you are really really enjoying the journey understanding that this it is a process right it's it's a marathon not a sprint so I wanted to ask you um well we'll touch base on on COVID as well because my next question is what keeps you up at night and a lot of the time, I feel like New Yorkers or just like, I guess, people running businesses don't really take the time to just sit down and tell people what, what the realities are, what the struggles are. So you can connect this back to what's happening in the world or, you know, totally change direction of this conversation. But what is stressing you out? What's on your mind? What can you share?
1: Yeah, so well there's so much to say about what's, you know, going on in the world. I think probably too much for me to touch on here, but um so I've found this year that I've had to work hard to reframe my relationship with stress. And sometimes I come up with problems, like problems, and I don't I don't know the path forward or like, and I'm self-funding my business, right? I mean, I started this off my own personal savings and um, money that I got from doing paid partnerships on my Instagram for, and my blog for a few years. Um, But I don't know. I I feel like this year, like, here's my attitude about this. And I I really feel like it's such a boring answer. Like, I'm not going to tell you, like, I don't feel stress. I feel stressed on a regular basis. I live with it. But I think that I've realized that it's just a construct. So there, I was reading this book, I'm obsessed with Dr. Wayne Dyer. He's, um, I found out about through him, through him by Sarah Blakely. Um, but my friend sent me this book, actually Jacqueline Brennan who introduced us sent me this book, it's called On the Power of Intention. But I was reading this, this page on it this weekend and it was talking about stress. It was talking about how it's just a construct It's just something our minds create and that sometimes we maybe feel like we don't have enough time, but that's just a relative thing. Or we feel like we don't have control, but that's just a relative thing too. And sometimes, and it said that the people who are stressed the most tend to in a weird way crave stress. And I was reading that while I was stressed out and I was like, Oh, this is so interesting. And it said it's because you want to have something to do. <laughs> you oh, feel like amazing. you feel like, oh, I have this problem. Like, I can really make good progress on it by freaking out for 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's like, I do that all the time. But I'm I'm starting to laugh at myself about it more. Because here's the deal. I really want to be actively engaged. I want to do so many amazing things in life. I wanna put myself out there. I wanna fall down and get back up and I wanna lead an interesting life and challenges will come with that. Stress is how I choose to respond to those challenges. So things that keep me up at night are many things, but I, I actually don't really have issues going to sleep. Um, sometimes I notice my heart rate getting up in the day, but then I kind of catch myself and I remember, oh, okay, that's stress. Like, hmm, maybe this is this isn't a real thing. This is just something that my brain is telling my body to create chemicals around, and that I can take a deep breath and maybe do some meditation. I'll pet my dog, I'll go on a walk. Um, and I'll try to figure this out because I, I have to believe that there are always ways forward to different things that freaking out doesn't help anything. Um and and that and that we can we can we don't have to change everything about what's around us, um, to change our feelings. Like I think we have we're more, more powerful than we think. And I, I don't mean to play it down. Like I think I think talking about mental health issues is important and amazing. And, and it's something that's helped me a lot. Like I, I can tell you that I put in a lot of work on my relationship with stress. And I think I realize that I've been stressed out so much in my life needlessly. Um, but my relationship with it is a product of the hard work that I put in because I really crave, um, I, I know that I deserve, a great
0: relationship with stress um, now and for the rest of my life. I I hope that answers your question. No, it does. And it's actually so interesting, because I've never thought about it that way, that maybe we just create it. I mean, I know sometimes in relationships, or I don't know, when when you feel insecure, sometimes you look for issues. And maybe I can apply that mindset to stress like what you were saying maybe when not that necessarily I'm bored but maybe I don't have too much on my plate so the things that I do have on my plate I'm putting so much weight on it um and I think it's also just personality sometimes because I'm definitely one of those people I like can't sit still (laughs) like I (laughs) need to be constantly doing something which is why like this pandemic at least for the first three months were so difficult for me
1: oh my gosh because I was like forced
0: you know you were forced to like sit still and as yeah like an entrepreneur like I I need to be constantly moving like even though I work from home you know before this I was still changing my scenery and environment by going to the city having meetings and just creating my own schedule um so it's really interesting and I feel like I'm definitely going to take that and remind myself whenever I am stressed
1: (laughs) I have um one of my best friends she moved to Greece and she's like she was like Miss New York right Mm -hmm. Lucy Sue, and I interviewed her for my brand because I just think she's like effing incredible but she um I was talking about, because Greece is like more of a chill culture, right? Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, she and I went to like undergrad business school together. She was like, Miss Wall Street. And then she left and she moved to Greece. And I was like, I was talking to her about it, just sort of a different culture. And she was laughing. She says that it's made her way chill out. Mm-hmm. But that when his friends visit from New York or from the US, like she had one friend from New York who was visiting her in Athens and he'd go on a run every single morning in this one park for like four days and every day at the same time he'd see this old Greek man in the park and the men would be like watching him go by and then on the, on the fifth day the older man stopped him in the middle of the park and he's like hey stop who's chasing you? she's like what is this phrase that people say they're like like if you're kind of running around it's like who's chasing you (laughs) you know And, and and we were laughing about this because we're like we both still like I love I'm so curious and I love doing all these things but I definitely like what you were saying I definitely just love being busy too and that's something that I don't necessarily think is a good thing um, like I don't know I have a weird relationship with it I don't know what you think about this no I totally
0: agree so, yeah. I love traveling and I always tell people I'm like the Europeans are doing it right like I feel like they are living life and they're doing life correctly even though again like what does that even mean you know Yeah. I feel like they say that Americans we what is the phrase it's like we work we work to live and wait, is it we work to live and they live to, no, we live to work and they work to live. Yeah. I think that's yeah. how Yeah, that's you You got the phrasing right.
1: Yeah. Which I think, okay. So I think that like, what I love is when people are really connected to what they're doing. And I think that if you're connected to what you're doing, you are actively doing your, you know, like if you need to work hard to make something happen, oh my gosh, go for it. Sometimes, though, like, I've noticed that there's a difference between being busy and actually getting stuff done. Totally. So I'm, like, I work very hard. I know many people work very hard. And I don't necessarily think that, like, hard work's a bad thing. But it's also not, like, it doesn't, like, make you a better person, you know? I'm not going to respect you more. If you work intentionally, that's great. But it doesn't, I think sometimes, like... We get caught up in, oh well, if you're not like, I have to be crushing it all the time, otherwise I'm not legit, like that sort of mentality, um, and I fall into that sometimes. But, you know, that sort of mentality I think is definitely there, and is something my friend and I were laughing about.
0: Do you ever feel that? I do. I I feel like, yeah. I mean, you're 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 right. There's also you know Tim Ferriss, This is uh, a book, The Four Hour Work Week. Yeah. You read that?
1: I haven't. My husband has. I haven't read it. Though. But
0: his basic sense, like message is like what you were saying that some it's about working, not necessarily working the most. Right. It's not about like clocking in your hours, but it's like out of all those hours that you are, quote unquote, working, how many of them are you are they the most productive? And for the most part, it's like we don't especially in just American culture, like we don't need to be in the office from like nine to five. That has been the norm and you, I don't know, I don't know how many people can say that from those hours, Monday to Friday, you are absolutely, you're productive. And I feel like it's about finding ways that you are, again, just most focused. I mean, like it's the same thing what you were saying It's about just like working more efficiently and effectively.
1: I'll have to read that. That's really interesting. Yeah.
0: So, I want to shift gears a little bit, and my podcast is called The City Confessions because after I, you know, have my guests talk, come on, and introduce themselves and tell us about their story and who they are, um, I like to ask, like at the end, if you can share a confession. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like a running theme through all my episodes, and the reason why is because I feel like Again, we all have such interesting lives. We do different things. We have different backgrounds. But I think most of the time when we share confession, there's an overarching theme that a lot of us can relate to. And I want to preface this by saying that there's no such thing as a good confession or a bad confession. And it can be very surface level or it can be on the deeper side, whatever you're comfortable sharing. So if you were to complete the sentence of my confession is, what would that be? Oh, wow. Um, if you're like a little stump, some of the questions that I ask. Yeah, give me, um, <laughs> give me, give yeah, me some clues here. <laughs> it's usually like fun facts or like what is one thing you wish people knew about you or they, they would find surprising about you. Maybe a misconception people have of you something you wish people would ask more about you but they don't um any of those like ring like if they like bring something to your mind um
1: I grew up in a family business environment and I think that's really shaped my life so I thought it was really weird when I was younger um and I was a kid being raised by entrepreneurs and like Never going on vacation because we were putting everything into the business, like working in a factory, you know, when I was like seven years old, trying to, you know, learning accounting when I was super young. Um, Like my my parents worked in food. So, you know, learning, learning all this stuff and just sort of doing, doing a lot of stuff and seeing my parents just work really hard, but also, you know, happened to work hard to help my family business when I was really young. I think I just thought was super weird. So I never talked about it when I was a younger kid. But um, I think that I really respect people who have those experiences. And I really, I think it's made me respect entrepreneurs so much more too. Um, And it's, I think that that experience is my superpower. And I think my parents are superheroes, but, um, and I I think too that, um, yeah, that it's something I don't talk about that much. Like, it's interesting sort of entrepreneur entrepreneurship culture there's like this very uh you know forbes 30 under 30 on a panel like in a cool outfit like speaking at girl boss like that kind of stuff or like speaking at these cool things and you know kind of like this buzzworthy press release entrepreneurship but then you look around like you want to find entrepreneurs they're on your block they're in your small town Mm -hmm. they're in they're in you know they're the restaurants trying to stay open right now they're the shops (laughs) I love that no seriously (laughs) and it's, it's like gritty a lot of it's just really gritty and I think that that's real like like when I it's kind of funny because I I like I know how to get the word out there if that makes sense and I work really hard at that and um I think that there's this culture right now of like everyone loves talking about entrepreneurship, which is great. but it's a funny thing, sort of having grown up um, with people. like I know so many people have had their parents be entrepreneurs and so many people in the city or you know, probably the kids of entrepreneurs in the city, and their parents didn't really have anyone interviewing them for podcasts or writing stories about them. and I, I just think that I, I there's so much um there's so much honor um in small business owners, you know, in the US and all over is is something that's kind of something I'm thinking about a lot. Um yeah. No, I I'm love that. a
0: little it's, bit. But. No, it's such an interesting thought. And I think it's true. I mean I I feel like even like with all the guests that I've had, I mean, first of all, it's been very diverse. And some people are not like more known, but you know, maybe they'll have like a set career, other people are starting businesses, some people are just like, figuring life out. But I do think that everybody has something special about them. And it really isn't about the title. I think that's what it is. It's like, everybody has something to offer and everybody's story is valid, which is again, why I decided to create this platform to really just celebrate that. Um But with that being said, how do you personally define success and what does happiness mean to you and what does happiness look like?
1: Ooh, okay. Um, I think success is a journey. I think that success is being, I don't think success is a monetary thing. I don't think success I think success is a journey. I think that it's about, Um, and I don't necessarily like the word balance too so I'm not gonna be like oh when everything's perfectly balanced but I think that it's like you're successful when you find purpose and meaning in the work you're doing and the people you're around and when you're engaged and when you can find lightness and happiness in in the journey that's that's really cool um, and I forget your second question. <laughs>
0: Happy. What, does look like to you?
1: what does a successful life look like? Is that what no. you said?
0: What does happiness look like to you?
1: Ooh, definitely petting my dog's belly while like having chocolate <laughs> in one hand and like wine in another. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably happiness. So I'd have to be petting her with my toes or something. I don't know how that, would, how that would work. Um, I think happiness is like, honestly, really small moments. Um, mm-hmm. it's like. Sometimes how, how, you know, maybe a friend reaches out at just the moment you need them or maybe you're able to do the same thing for them. You know, maybe the way, like the way the leaves were blowing in a flower bush yesterday and I saw a hummingbird just sort of wandering by in the park at the same time. Maybe it's like the light flickering on the water when my dog is hopping in and out, um, and I think happiness is a lot of small moments that help. Like I always try to sort of, my, my husband and I do this. We, um we do a gratitude practice. Like we kind of, you know, say prayers before meal, but um, we say every day, we say a few things we're grateful for in that day out loud. And it sounds kind of weird. I know, but it helps you find beautiful things in the day. And some days are crappy. But there are always nice things in crappy days, too. And I think that a lot of happiness is it's not about how much you have in your life, you know, material wise, it, it's it's finding the beautiful things. Um, and I think that you can have a have a mindset where you're looking for happiness, too. And happiness is very much tied to gratitude.
0: I couldn't agree more. Everything that you said, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And I also practice gratitude and I believe that once you practice gratitude, you are more at peace with your life and obviously more grateful for what you have and all your problems and worries, like they are nothing once you practice gratitude. Um, but I want to take a moment now to just acknowledge you, your presence, your energy, your answers, your positive mindset and just showing up. I really appreciate that because I know that time is so valuable. Like these last what 42 minutes, we're definitely not getting back. And the fact that you decided to spend it talking with me and my audience, I'm so grateful for that. And I do also want to mention that your voice is so calming. Like when I'm talking (laughs) to you, I'm not even joking. I'm like, that's why I just want to like keep, I mean, I know obviously we have to stop recording, but I can listen to you all day. And I feel like you're so full of wisdom and everything you say, I'm always I'm just like taking it all in. Because it's so powerful. And I just love your mindset. It's it's um it's very contagious in a obviously in a good way. And I'm sure my listeners have gotten some value out of it. So I just wanna take a moment now to say thank you for that. Marianne, that was, you are bringing tears to my eyes. Really really nice. No, it's true though. though. Thank
1: you for giving me the opportunity to be on here and for chatting with you and for setting this space
0: too. Of course. And before we wrap up, here's your chance to plug in anything you want my listeners to know. I will also leave all of your information as well as Copina Co's in the show notes. But do you have any Secret projects you're working out working on. And what can the world be in the lookout from you or Copinico in the next month or in 2021? Ooh,
1: okay. So new projects are coming, new products are coming up mm. for Copinico by the end of the year. That is my goal. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> and um I Copinico is launching into so is launching into urban outfitter stores and online. Um, in the beginning of November, which is really exciting. And you can find Copinico in uh, Erwan, in independent stores near you, on our website, copinico.com. You can follow us at Copinico for a lot of fun, yummy recipes, uh, information about what great botanicals are out there and why plants are so awesome. You can follow me for really cute pictures of my dog, <laughs> a lot <latte laughs> smoothies, and daily inspiration and a bit of insight into what it's like to being an entrepreneur. And, um, I, I hope to always be evolving and growing and I, I wish the same for everyone listening.
0: Yeah. That's such a beautiful note to end on. Well, thank you so much again, Carolyn, for coming on and speaking with us. I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode and be sure to follow Carolyn and her amazing company Copina I will leave all of her information, as I've mentioned before, in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. And I hope you guys are safe and stay warm. Or, yeah, I was going to say stay warm, but not everybody's in New York. (laughs) So dress appropriately and just take care of your health. (laughs) And stay tuned for next week's episode. All right. Bye.